Welcome to The Winner's Edit, a Survivor storyline and editing podcast. I'm your host, Joe. And I'm your secondary host, Dan. Second host. (laughs) Introductions are hard. (laughs) And today we are covering episode 10 of Survivor Ghost Island. It's like the perfect crime. A rare Jeff title episode. Yeah, and also tribal council quote. Like, yeah. I guess they just didn't want to title it, um, You Don't Even Need Food When You Get Highs Like This, <laughs> uh, which was clearly the standout quote of the episode. It's uh, like Jurassic Park. Yeah, like really, like there's all kinds of different things um, throughout this episode. I was surprised this is it. Like, I, I guess Jeff just really liked this quote by him. <laughs> yeah um and it does i mean it sums up what happened um to move into general thoughts i guess it was a pretty good episode i mean i wish we would have got some inclination that desiree wanted to do this before the literal episode at all happens in but yeah that made it seem less than likely of succeeding but i do love when players go out there and they do want to play the game they do want to flip on things they want to make it i am a lover of the big moves I know a lot of people aren't, but I would much rather someone flame out like this than like a Chelsea who's just kind of hanging on there knowing she's going to lose. You know, like I, for me, I'm always going to prefer that kind of thing. And for me, this was a very kind of captivating episode. I didn't really think Desiree would work out because I mean, yeah, it didn't really present us a sec. Like it didn't really present us a decoy boot that made sense. Like, well, I mean, Michael would have made sense. Like, I oh was yeah, talking, yeah, yeah. I was talking all last episode about how oh they're gonna show this and then nothing is gonna actually happen. I did think it was Jenna, but she's still around. So, but that's the um, thing, right? Is like it presented Michael as the decoy boot, but like the major tension was like Laurel versus yeah uh, Desiree. True. So it was like, is Michael really going to go in an episode where it hasn't at all been about him? Uh, I don't... Well, a lot of the season has been about him, so... That's true. I mean, I could have seen it happening. Um, I think one thing that at this point is clearly a pattern is last season, people would get booted with no confessionals, like a UTR1, very laid back, almost invisible edit in their boot episode. And this season, it seems like they're giving everyone like a complex, huge episode, like... James gets a huge episode in his boot. Morgan gets a huge episode. Gonzalez even gets a huge boot episode. Um, all these like, people get Yeah, Brendan massive. is the smallest so far, and that's kind of yeah. weird. Like, the smallest is Brendan, and, like, there were multiple people last season who left without a confessional, without anything. Even major characters leaving without a confessional. It's, it's almost like last season they were like, we're gonna under-edit the boot, and no one will see it coming. And this season they're like, we're gonna over-edit the boot, and no one's gonna see it coming. Yeah, I mean, I think we'll have to watch out given what we know about next episode but for so far it has been very good in terms Mm. of giving people their due before they are out the door and also like personal content on the way out seems to be the pattern like this is the first time desiree talks about being homeless uh which is a major story that we learned about in the preseason and josh wiggler's first one out um gonzalez in her boot episode talks about being from puerto rico and like she's used to bugs and stuff and James talk. James gets that like wonderful introduction about being like not really fitting in and having to work on a social game, even in real life. Like we're learning things about these people as they leave, and I think that is an interesting pattern, which isn't always like it isn't a locked in thing at all in Survivor. Yeah, I think thirty four and thirty five had some issues where arcs just ended, stuff didn't play out, and that hasn't happened so far. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I keep waiting for stuff like Jenna Sebastian to not come back up or stuff That's like that. That's what I mean. I have faith that that stuff is going to pay off. I think they do like I think they took a lot of lessons from the like game changers which I don't think production was happy with. I don't think the story department was happy with how that season turned out. I think you see that with this season. They do want things to pay off. They do want stories to work and I think that is kind of a reason why we are kind of getting that pattern. Yep. I agree. Um, I think with the preview, there's a whole new thing to consider with two boots in the same tribal council. I think that's going to help us put some edits into perspective and Mm -hmm. sort of see how the game plays out from here. Yeah, like, I mean, just by seeing the preview, I would say with almost 100% certainty that Chelsea is leaving next week. Yeah, I think just when people are really starting to truly ironically love her. Yeah, like, I mean, and I think it makes sense, right? Like, I feel like we finally understand why they've been under editing her so much because they're going to have to explain her boot in like 30 seconds is my guess. Like, I bet she is the second boot in this, like two boot. Well, there's a lot that we don't, like, we don't know if it's, like, people are getting two votes or, like, there's just the top two vote-getters are going home, which... Oh, yeah, yeah. That'd be insane. I guess Um, my inclination is that what they're going to do is, like, very Big Brother-style, like, a double eviction where it's one round of voting, person leaves, next round of voting, that sort of thing. But I I guess there is a possibility that it's something funnier. It could even be uh, everyone gets one vote and the top two leave. Yeah, which... It's probably the worst choice yeah if that happens i think we'll have a lot to say about it but yeah uh i don't know we know there's two immunity necklaces going out so it's not like i remember it happening in redemption island where they had a tribal council then an immunity challenge and then another tribal council which didn't do anything to shake up the game but it happened so Mm -hmm. Um, i guess if it is like I think no matter what, I'm going to have some sort of problem with it. So, like, (laughs) look forward to me complaining sometime next week because either you're giving the immunity winners too much power if they're both immune through both, like, individual tribals, like, if that's how they're doing it, or uh, it's just dumb if you do it, everyone gets one vote in the top two because that's, like, blatantly not the strategy of Survivor. Uh, Or, I guess, alternatively, the best option might be everyone gets two votes. I don't know. I'm really excited for how they're going to play it out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I think with Ghost Island, even though it's been kind of a failure, they have been sort of giving the viewers some credit and, like, understanding a lot of the complexity Mm -hmm. with all the twists and such. But Um, really, like, all things considered, this might be one of the least twisty seasons we've had in a long time, which is definitely not something I would have called preseason. Yeah. Like, I really thought we were gonna go, like, full ham, full, like, craziness everywhere, and I feel like we almost have the opposite. Like, this is one of the more basic seasons we've had in a long time like triple h was one million percent more twisty than this game for sure a lot of the either like rewards or punishments that have been doled out at ghost island just haven't come to any sort of meaning because this vote was such a landslide that no one knew about angela's not voting Mm -hmm. um chris even though he was voted out no one knew that he didn't vote so yeah and yeah i mean i'm trying to think of like do you have any other highlights of this episode just in terms of like not edit just kind of like like sort of general thoughts um for me i thought the hmm the like the challenge wasn't really memorable to me um no it just looked really hard and i couldn't tell if the disc in the middle like was a little indent so that they could get their ball stuck in there i don't know chelsea went though good for her 
Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Like, I mean, and, poor Chelsea. Poor Chelsea. Yeah, we'll get to her. And like the reward challenge, I don't know, being trapped in a cage in the ocean terrifies me, but otherwise, mm-hmm. there's a weird focus on like how there were dummy pieces for the puzzle. Yeah, and like but... it was weird that like the whole like <laughs> orange hasn't won in a long time got yeah. brought up again. Like that was just come on, Jeff. It's the middle of a merge. Yeah. No one cares about. I mean, the... well, if they're putting a focus on it, I think it's something to talk about when we get to one of our continued stories. So. Yeah, no, like I, I think it matters for the edit, but I feel like casuals at home, like <laughs> if you're not looking at things from like an edit point of view, you're probably like it was random. Like yeah. <laughs> Like, These people have nothing to do with Malolo or... Yep. Is the color sure. orange cursed now in Survivor lore? Maybe. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, um, I do I, I do want to say I, shout out to like the editors because I think they really did do a good job in this episode. Uh, they showed us both sides of the issue. And in a way that, honestly, if I wasn't really heavy tracking this, I feel like I would have been like, oh my god, who's gonna go home? But also understand how anyone could have gone home. Like, yeah, I understand why Desiree went home. She got caught lying. If Kellen left, I would have understood because they gave me ample reason to understand why. If Michael left, I would have understood. If Laurel left, I would have understood. Like, they gave me enough that and even if Donathan played his idol and something crazy happened, like, I, I feel like they accurately described everyone's thought process, or not everyone's, but at least, like, how groups are going to form and turn into this vote. So I had a good understanding of, of this episode, of where everyone's heads are at, and for a long time that hasn't been the case. So I, I really commend them for that. Yeah, I think I agree with that. If you look maybe back at, like, episode three, where Donathan and Laurel are the only people left from that, like, flip, um, and they didn't get good content, and it's sort of... A big question mark now but if you look at this one for the most part the right people got the content to make sense of it and i say that because there's one person who didn't get content who is sort of i think throwing a lot of people who watch the edit for a loop so and i guarantee that's gonna be a lot of our conversation today well i mean what are we gonna talk about though we'll uh, we'll see we'll see in a couple Stay minutes tuned in like um an hour i and 15 i wonder minutes. if we're gonna have different takes on this um um possible i don't know we'll see uh okay other than that uh yeah no i think that's fine i mean yeah let's just let's go into the story segment uh go through these yep so a continued thing is playing with your gut everyone just keeps talking about what their gut is saying kellen changed the game of survivor like game changers 2 kellen will be cast and i will not watch because game changers (laughs) is cursed and also kellen like everyone talks about this all the time apparently it's just the thing yeah maybe like it happens some seasons and there's a lot of gut talk and we just don't realize it but there's a definite focus here like kellen talks about it a ton i think michael does too laurel definitely talked about it in this episode laurel um i think one thing is like in other seasons you like it's definitely a very common phrase but yeah. not to this extent and not with, like, the importance thrown behind it, right? Yes. Like, normally it's very much just, like, survivor jargon, you know what I mean? Like, uh, like voting blocks or whatever. Trust like it's... clusters. Yeah, exactly. It's just Hannah like a... Shapiro never forget. Exactly, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, my favorite. But, um, yeah, in this season it's, like, a motif and that's still very interesting. Yeah. Um... And it seemed like it, it's telling you that people who play by their gut, their heart plus mind specifically in the season, mm-hmm. will do well. Which is weird because I feel like we're being set up for people who play with their gut, like Kellen, not doing well. Yeah, it's very odd. I mean, maybe it's not like, for example, like 
has Wendell really talked about uh, playing with his gut? Not really. And more, like, overwhelmingly, it kind of seems like he's not at all doing that. Uh, so yeah. It's, kind of maybe this isn't the winner thing maybe this is that distraction kind of motif that really is just something a lot of people were talking about so they decided and jeff thought it was cool so jeff puts it in the show uh but really maybe the winner is about how they don't play with their gut they just play with their head or whatever i don't maybe. think so but um I'm not sure. I, this you, is clearly important you see it with laurel too who mm-hmm. Her gut thing sort of leads into when to flip on people. It's not on, like, Malolo anymore. It's just Dom and Wendell and whoever she's aligned mm. with. And she's not doing that. And I think a lot of people are wondering, is that going to be her downfall? But Yeah, and I think that's definitely a possibility is maybe maybe our protagonists will fail because they don't trust their gut. Uh, and that seems like it's maybe the story. Like, it's not the story of why you should play with your gut. It's why you shouldn't not play with your gut. So Kellen will implode because she doesn't trust her gut. Laurel will implode because she doesn't trust her gut trust her good could be we'll see yeah i think this storyline clearly isn't over um yeah and i think one that has a kind of a renewed life it's uh the <laughs> come back from the grave as you will is the malolo versus navidi theme which came back in full force in this episode not just in the reward challenge but over and over again in this episode yeah it's um, almost crazy to say that it's like renewed because it's never really gone away but for sure it was definitely brought back yeah, like, it was definitely put on the back burner for, but still there for a couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, but now it's, like, front and center in your face again. I still don't know what to make of this. I, like, last week I called, like, a Malolo 4 is going to take control of the game. Desiree left, so I was kind of right on that call. I think Chelsea's going to leave, and I think Kellen's going to leave. So maybe I'm still right on that. But, like, this is just so weird. Yeah. Like, yeah, the pieces are there. I just don't get how it all goes together. Mm -hmm. Like, with Desiree leaving, okay. But, like... I don't really understand how Chelsea is going to leave next episode. I It makes sense, but it makes sense edit-wise, but it doesn't make sense alliance-wise. Yeah, like so game logic-wise, Chelsea is seemingly in one of the best positions. Maybe not now that Desiree left. Maybe that is kind of the inflection point there. Yeah. Um, but, like, I think the weirdest thing about me about this theme for this episode is Donathan is clearly on the beach, very tied to Malolo. And the episodes are telling us from the start that he's not really, right? Like, yeah, that he is with Dominic, Wendell, and Laurel. But, like, who goes on an idol search with somebody who they're not allied with? Like, and he says, like, this idol's for the Malolos, and he finds it with the Malolos. And, like, it feels like the episodes have been telling us that there's this four-person alliance of those four. And really, they're, really, it seems like Donathan is with the Malolos. Like, one hundred percent well i think laurel feels like that too like she really sells that oh i'm a malolo and malolos are still on the bottom so Mm -hmm. what are you gonna do but i think i think somehow they're still keeping it pretty secret that they're with dominic and wendell i agree or the edit is just really twisting that to make it look like there's this really strong four group of four it's so hard for me to tell and like this episode especially, I think we finally got our little payoff, like, confirmation that Kellen's story is complete hilarity. Like, she was breaking <laughs> down, like, her Pagong bot, like, her inner, like, robot wanting to Pagong the other people was malfunctioning in this episode, and it was hilarious. It's clearly <laughs> something that we correctly picked up on, that her game is going to fail because she d- can't see past Malolo versus Navidi. Uh, but at the same time, like, that is clearly a story that Kellen is misreading the layout of the game. And so she's been narrating on Navidi versus Malolo basis, but it also seems to be clear that it is kind of Navidi versus Malolo basis. Yeah. Yeah. I think we finally got to the point where Kellen is just like, Ugh, 
I think we'll have differing opinions on how she was portrayed this episode, but it's definitely to the point where I think everyone can see now Kellen's not winning because she's too engrossed in Navidi. Oh yeah, like it was really funny. I mean, we'll get to it more when we get to Kellen, but like, I think the Navidi Malolo storyline is clearly going to continue um, because of how much focus it got in this episode. Uh, and I honestly, I still think, I think there's a really good chance a Malolo is in that final three because this has been probably the biggest story of the season is Navidi versus Malolo. And Kellen a couple weeks ago said something along the lines of, and this vote will decide whether it's still orange and purple or if it's brown. And the the result was it's still orange and purple. Uh, and even though the episodes are kind of telling us it's not at times, it is at other times too telling us it is. Um, so to me, I'm kind of wondering if maybe this is a final tribal council story and somebody is going to be like, Malolo is the best tribe of all time, and maybe they win because they get Malolo votes, or maybe they don't. That I'm not sure about, but I think this is a very long-term story. I think we're going to be at least tracking this story this entire season. Yeah, or as long as there are Malolos in the game. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting that we finally got some internal breakdown of how Navidi is structured, Mm -hmm. where it's like Dominic and Wendell, and then also Kellen apparently is in with them, which I wasn't necessarily expecting. Um, Desiree was on the bottom, but it was unclear whether she was on the bottom with Chelsea or on the bottom with Angela. Um, Sebastian continues to like fit nowhere into the equation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Other than that, like, I I feel like this is clearly so important, and it's so tied to so many different people that I feel like we're going to be talking about this one all the way. I really do. I think think we are going to have a majority Malolo, or at least three Malolo in the final six, or whenever, if it's a final six finale, or if it's a final five minute finale, I really do think three or four Malolo are going to be there. I don't know. (laughs) We'll see. see. (laughs) I... If we get out of next episode with no Malolo going home, maybe, but I don't know. It's just the Malolo 4 being mentioned multiple times pre-merged to me is foreshadowing. And that's what, maybe I'm over relying on that fact, but like, to me, it just seems so in your face over and over again. And with the game, the game continues to lay out. I'm just like, maybe Malolo is going to win this, you know? Maybe. Hopeful thinking. Well, yeah. Um, anyways... Up next is a new story kind of on the table, but I think at this point is clearly a pattern. Um, it's the idea of the family, like like kind of like the mafioso family. Dominic talks about that in this episode, and there's been multiple bring-ups of, like, Navidi being this, like, mafia-style, like, cutthroat family. Mm-hmm. Uh, Angela, I believe, mentions it in episode four, after Morgan leaves. My own family betrayed me. Yeah. Uh, and I do think we're supposed to see it as, like, this, like, dysfunctional mess of a group of people who like each other a lot. Yeah, we get Laurel referring to it at Tribal Council, I think, last episode as a cult, which, never a good look. Um, it's interesting to see, because family has a very good connotation. Like, you want to stay true to your family. Um, I don't know, as it's a mafia family... I don't know what to think about that, but... Mm, it's, hard, it's hard to kind of wrap your mind around. Uh, and I don't really know how it's going to pay off, or if it, even if it is, but it's clearly a motif, clearly yeah. a theme. Um, and I think another relevant moment, it, maybe this is mostly tied to Angela, is when Angela is talking about all our f- real-life family leaving. Like, she doesn't have friends, her daughter went to college, her husband divorced her, like, all this stuff, right? Like, maybe that's what it is, is the family 
deserts each other. They don't actually have their back, and that's going to continue coming up. Um, well, if you think about that, that's, like, a lot of what people have said about their personal life changes. Like, Kellen had a divorce. Stephanie mm-hmm. got a divorce. Um, so, yeah, maybe families aren't meant to be. CVS is deconstructing. <laughs> it's totally possible. Families. Um, they are taking on traditional social conventions. Yeah. I'm sure CBS is the network to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, other than that, I feel like this is, this is a new story that we're tracking. Uh, there's clearly no payoff yet. Um, I could see it yeah. going either way. Like I could, I could see this being a jury story and somebody at the end is like, yo, we're family. And then they're like, you got me. Like, what kind of family is this? You know, like something like that. Or like, we are a family. We don't get along or like we strived against, like we fought against each other sometimes, but at the end of the day, we're still a family. So I'm giving you my vote. Uh-huh. I, uh, could see it going either way. I think that plays into what Do- the question Dominic got at the last tribal council where he talked about the new tribal council format and how you get to explain why you backstab someone. So that could play into that mm-hmm. line of logic. Um, and next up on the board is fresh new life slash recentering. Um, really, I don't think was super relevant in this game, in this episode, other than like maybe Desiree being like, I'm going to flip to Malolo, but not really. And it wasn't good. No, it wasn't good. Wasn't and this good. this verbiage wasn't used, and it's been used a lot in the past. Yeah, and I think as we're seeing Ghost Island become less and less of a part of the episode, it's sort of fading out. Like, Angela did not get a very good look at Ghost Island either, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe we'll see someone new go to Ghost Island and they'll reinvigorate it, but... Yeah, it's possible. I mean, for me, this is, this story is still... I mean, I guess you could kind of argue Dominic gets this, like... Oh, no, I guess that's in the past episode. He gets, like, the... He's gonna play under the radar more now. But, yeah. like, yeah, like, this is clearly just kind of the thing that it's telling you is important sometimes to sit back and mm-hmm. relax and calm yourself. Yeah. Uh, something that did play into Angela's ghost island, ghost experience, as she calls it. Why doesn't Uh, she say island? Because she's being trendy. She went to ghost. That's what the kids do these days, abbreviate. I found the ghost! Uh, so it's the focus on the OBD or the one bad decision. Uh, after Angela lost her game at Ghost Island, uh, it zoomed in on that sign again. So I did it zoom. It focused on it. Definitely focused. I don't think it was quite as blatant. It wasn't a Kellen zoom. Yeah, it wasn't the Kellen zoom that we've, uh, tracked in the past, but it was definitely a specific, uh, note. And she even said the one bad decision line, like, she used that, uh, vocabulary. But yeah. obviously it didn't matter. I thought there was a chance it would. Like, I really, like, Im- immediately when Angela went there and got the no vote, in our little Discord server, I was like, watch out, uh, Kellen's gonna vote herself out. And it didn't work out, but unfortunately. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think maybe without the Kellen zoom, it was just being like, oh, she didn't get a vote, and Desiree wants to flip things, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we get our voting confessional, and nothing happens. So I think it's done for Angela. Yep. We're still waiting on Kellen. She's on the verge, I think, but... I, at this point, I'm 100% <laughs> sure it's coming, and it's going to be spectacular. Just oh the spectacular downfall of Kellen, who, honestly, at this point, like, I, I feel like I went, like, I hated her to, as a character. I mean, I'm sure she's a lovely person. She's 
seems funny on Twitter and stuff like that. But um, as a character, I think my hatred went like like doubled back. Where like I was like, she is the worst. Why does she want to be gong? She has power. To now I'm like, I can clearly see she's failing. She's being set up for her demise. That I've like kind of like got so low on the hatred spectrum that I like rounded back up, and now I'm oh, like, so you you love to hate her. Yeah, now I'm like, I love to hate you because they're finally letting her own her villainhood now, I think. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited about Kellen's character now. I don't know if it's because I hate her so much. It's just because she's just funny now. Mm-hmm. Like, like, before... like, every episode, you hope for her not to, her to realize, be like, oh, I can't pagong. This is, this is not epic. But she just keeps doing it. And Desiree's trying the... to vote me out. I need Michael out. <laughs> I need Michael out. Get him to out. the point of breakdown. So yeah. and like her like like her and Dominic's scene where they're like mom and dad bickering about like can I please <laughs> get Michael out? I don't want a Malolo. I want to kill the Malolos. Get Michael out. Get Michael. I out. want Michael mm-hmm. out now. Now. And she's like, "There's no way the Navidi is turning on each other. No possible way. They are. We are loyal. They're loyal. Navidi loyal." Hmm. And she like breaks down. To me, now the survivor editors are finally being open to actually showing us that she is misguided, whereas in the past it's just been lightly teasing. Yeah. Um, so we've been, I think we've been able to track her story being this kind of villainous, unaware uh, person. But this is, I think, the first episode where like she re- maybe other than episode three, uh, where she really just took on a, like she became a cartoon character in this episode, whereas yeah, she was way different in the previous episodes. Yeah. I know you think it's negative. I don't know if it was negative so far yet. I think people will still want to root for Callan and be like, ah, well, maybe there's some chance that she'll, that she'll come back from this. Oh, I but think this episode was negative. I think we see that, that she can't. I don't know. Um, I think we're both on board that CBS really wants to, like, push Kellen as the next huge mistake. Yep, yep. Like... So she's going to do something horribly wrong. Maybe to an extent that's what they wanted to do with Lauren, which they gave Lauren last season a lot of content and then we're like oh she gave her shell away i think it, i think they were trying terrible that, yeah. decision. but like lauren was so likable and such that <laughs> it didn't work and lauren was playing fairly good up until that point point. and like i think they do want like they don't want like complete dummy like like they don't want like it's not interesting when like a drew christie completely messes up like they i think they do like it when these really lovable characters that they build up like the people who are on the on the top of the tower or whatever like the top of the totem pole completely ruin their chances and drop to the bottom and get voted out like i think they like that like meteoric fall so i think they do like to build up these people like um eric reichenbach or jason jason Siska or whatever they got good content in the pre-merge of uh, uh micronesia yeah i i think that is it makes sense you want like no one wants to see dumb person does something dumb they want to see smart person can't handle survivor it's such an in-depth game that one decision can ruin everything even for the best people mm-hmm. i think so. i feel like they've done a much better job with kellen I 100% agree. So, like, hopefully she doesn't, like, win and we're all invalidated and... Yes, that is... Okay. Bad, bad story, but... If Kellen goes on to win, I completely, <laughs> uh... What is it? Uh, redact... Or, is that the right word? Redact? Redact? Yeah. Retract. 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 Yeah, that's it. Retract all the positive things I said about her as a character. If she wins, bad luck. Really bad on you, Survivor Editors. If she is what we're calling, great on you, Survivor Editors. Yes. Uh, so next up is, <laughs> considering we just we were talking about one bad decision, um, different types of strength coming up next. Uh, yeah. Um, Chelsea proved that she can stand so well. Yeah, she can stand and sit and lean back. Yeah. Like, she was, like, 
at a 45 degree angle holding that thing on the second one like yeah i don't think that, I don't honestly know. i don't think this motif was super important in this episode no um, no nope, I, I was be... totally joking yeah, but... yeah, yeah like, <laughs> I, I could be blanking but like this is clearly Donathan's story. Um, yeah. He wasn't super important in this episode other than him finding the... Like, he was because he found the idol and all that, but um, he really wasn't, like, front and center strategy-wise. Yeah, I think there's an interesting, like, gap that we can point out with Donathan in regards to this story especially that he finds an idol, but he also is the one who has to sit out of the reward challenge. Mm-hmm. And him not getting a link between those two sort of bothers me. I guess I'll talk about it more when we get to Donathan, but I think that's an interesting point where this story could have come more into play, especially yep. if Donathan was winning or even, like, making the finals. And I guess, uh, just for, um, I guess transparency is, uh, not transparency, what am I saying? Like, um, in addition, like, Desiree did kind of bring this up a little bit when talking about Kellen and how she has all kinds of different strengths and she's likable and she's strong and all that stuff, so, like, it was a little bit hinted at, but nothing... I don't think a special focus was on it, so I think it was more yeah. like, that's actually what she was thinking. I uh, thought it was interesting that Desiree was just like, if Kellen makes it to the end, she's winning, which... Yeah, that spooked me. <laughs> is a strange... <laughs> it's just a strange take, given what we're seeing, but it's interesting how th- the beach is sort of reading things. Yeah, and I think I did... Um make the case a couple days ago just in in a, like in a chat somewhere that basically if survivor says very openly and in your face that if this person makes the end they're going to win i think it's significantly more likely that they will not make the end or if they do they won't win uh like Brad Culpepper got all this content about definitely winning if he makes it to the end uh and obviously we see just the teardown of Brad Culpepper when he does make the end uh because i in th- Sarah on the other hand got all this content about how she can't win because she's turned on too many people and uh, Cass calls Tony Russell Hance and so he can't win a jury vote. Um, mm-hmm. I do think they they do this just so that uh, you're surprised when you get to Final Trouble Capsule and that person's there, I think. They do play with it a bit, though. Yeah, like, it's not, it's not they, one for one. Last season, they definitely did if Ben makes it to the end, he wins. And the whole season was just, can Ben make it to the mm-hmm. end? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, so I, it's I like it's it's a... Completely arbit- It's completely meaningless if someone's going 100% going to win if they make it or 100% going to lose yeah. if they make it. Yep, I brought it up more as just like, oh, so people are thinking Kellen is like the front runner, which is surprising, like given like Dominic and Wendell still being out there. and like. I, I think know. it makes sense. Like, I don't know. I, I, I could, de- if I was out there, I feel like I would be looking at Kellen. Like, she's got a more tribal, yeah. like all that kind of stuff. Definitely like a charismatic character oh yeah like, like, i'm sure she's great out there you know what i mean like like kellen like as a human being seems awesome but like and like i loved her preseason but her character yeah. on the show is irritable <laughs> uh so <laughs> we've been uh reminded a little bit about uh all the bad things about kellen yet again um and so one of the main stories of this season i think still tied to one wendell is this sort of little reminders paying attention to small things being kind saying we all that kind of stuff being a kind gentleman uh it wasn't super relevant in this episode um but and the main person who was connected to also wasn't um but i do think this is something the show's telling you is important um yeah i guess you could say that like donathan including people on the idol find counts for this something like that but he's not getting cruised like donathan's not like last season people got crucified by the edit when they shared an idol and in this season it's not and i think that's this is that's the kind of thing that this fits into i think yeah i guess you could say maybe somewhere in the desiree laurel situation like laurel 
telling people about it versus Desiree like doubling down and just saying, nope, I didn't do that. <laughs> it's <laughs> an interesting play into that, but I don't think it's a very strong attachment. No, I think it's clearly Wendell's story and it's just... I guess it basically, is this the winning story or is it not? Is basically the question. Yeah. Um, and obviously we'll get to that in the future. <laughs> um, so other than that, uh, that's the end of our sort of story segment. Um, if we're missing any stories that you think are kind of overarching, uh, definitely email us or comment or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, we really do try our best to hit as many of the main sort of overarching stories as we can. But it's there's a lot of footage. So yeah, that definitely... Uh, feel free to yell at us. We'll definitely read it uh, if you think we're missing something. Um, the one I think just off the top of my head is that we don't have is just like timing and like flipping at the right time. But I think we did kind of lump that into playing with your gut, but I do think they're a little bit separate. Um, yeah, spe- that's spe- true. Yeah, specifically tied to Laurel, but... Um, yeah, I think the it's very specifically tied to one person. Yeah. Which that's not kept stuff off our list, but... It's just, I, I think it's so close to playing with your gut. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I do think that is a super important one and it's been highlighted a bunch. And also sort of the... Uh, you can be at the bottom and then also at the top thing that we've been talking about a lot. But again, that's mostly focused on Jenna. So uh, speaking of that, we'll move on to the next segment where we kind of go through each person's story and where we think they'll kind of end up. Yeah, because there's there's just so few people now who it's like, who's going to win? It's like... this. uh. So full disclosure, this episode, for all the longtime listeners, I have been very gung-ho about Wendell winning for most of the season anyway. Uh, This episode really made me be like, oh no, is x person winning and when we get to them i'll talk about that a lot but this episode to me was a major shaker in how i'm viewing this season yeah yeah i agree um i guess it's kind of unfortunate that wendell's all the way at the end of the alphabet but yeah yeah, yeah i, I mean, think we'll get yeah. to people and yeah and yeah i mean like if we're talking about one person we can compare them etc but oh for sure um okay so anyway, we always do this alphabetically. So number one so we... on the board is our girl Angela. <laughs> oh, Angela. Um, I think Jenna had a bad Ghost Island. I think Angela getting a game at Ghost Island and getting that was even worse. Yep, I'm. But like, it's Angela, so we're not <laughs> too bothered. Yeah, Angela went from a huge episode last week to almost nothing, and like really being a sideliner. Like she was just like also with Desiree, maybe like with. Yeah. <laughs> Um, obviously she, obviously she gets her kind of lumping in with the one bad decision thing. Um, but I think at this point I might be willing to write her off as a, like a really long-term player. Um, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Like I'm last week, I was like, maybe it's possible this week. I'm like, uh, I think maybe her story's just almost over. I don't know. It's so hard to Angela's say. really a, a enigma. I don't feel like she can go in the double boot. That'd be really strange. Um, I think it's on the table. Like, Maybe it's like Desiree's goons that it kind of describes it as an Angela and um, Chelsea just kind of go together. Maybe. Um, I kind of think it is unlikely, though. I feel like she'll probably at least make it another week. Um, But I think it's possible. Um, Yeah. I feel like last week I was pretty convinced that she was a likely losing finalist, but I feel like at this point I don't really see her making the final six. Um, But she could. She's one of those, like, could make it, could not. Um, Because she's, like, just complex enough. She just gets enough content that it's confusing. For sure. I I don't really see her as, like, that fifth place invisible person. Oh, no. She's way too visible. I think she's way too... Oh, you think she's way too visible? I feel like she just hasn't had enough to sort of justify that. See, for me, I think the thing is, is, like, they put uh, Angela front and center at certain times. Like, 
really in your face. Um, uh, yeah, really I mean, in your last, face. Yeah. And just last kind of like, and... yeah. And like they give her the drums, they give her the crying about her family. We know still way more about Angela than a lot of these people. Um, and so like she has been relevant to strategy. We've seen pretty much every side of her. Uh, she definitely kind of like <laughs> transformed last episode uh, <laughs> yeah. to put it nicely. Um, and I think that's an interesting thing is she is, I don't know. Um, basically it's like, I could see her going in all kinds of different spots because I think we now have actually have a story for her. And it's like, I think it is this, the family, uh, and where she fits in, in it. And I'm still not sure what that answer is. I think so too. Cause I don't think like, I know the accusation was brought up that she's at the bottom with Desiree, but I don't think she feels that way. And I don't think her story has set her up that way because she's sort of shown as this free agent once Chris leaves and is trying to play everyone. Yeah, I mean, I think one thing that's bad for Angela is that episode where James leaves, um, where Kellen says something along the lines of, uh, I, tr- I thought me and Angela would be best buddies, but she just immediately turned off um, my invitation and didn't seem like she wanted to play. Like, to me, that's still the biggest dark mark on Angela, is, like, why... Like, I feel like they could have easily just built her as, oh, she's with Kellen now, they're best buddies, but, like, they built in, um, like, dissension. You know what I mean? Like, they... In that, um... Sc- uh, what is it? Quilt of, like, their relationship. Like, there is... We know Kellen doesn't like Angela very much. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm looking at my edgic chart and it's interesting how she has like two invisible episodes and then like a big episode and then two invisible episodes and then a big episode. Mm -hmm. And it's like that pattern. So like hopefully she goes out at 12 and it's just this weird consistent pattern of... That would be very fun to be honest. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The editors just like that would just confirm that the editors do actually just use edgic as a chart and like, (laughs) yeah, it would be funny if we do two, one, two. (laughs) But yeah. um, Yeah. To me, she's somebody who, at best, is coming probably third place. I don't think she even could be second. Oh, for sure. Um, I think she could come third, leave very soon, or that's it. Like, I, I don't think she's likely to come, like, sixth or something. Yeah. That's all I have to say about Angela. Uh, me too. On to Chelsea. I think this is the week the internet sort of realized what was going on with Chelsea, and she's probably a better player than she's getting credit for, and... We called that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we started talking about it last episode. True, but... true. <laughs> but yeah, I think the girl is just getting weirdly booted in this new double boot twist, and the editors didn't want to show her as this, as positive as they could. <clears throat> so yeah, and probably realistically, she leaves because like her connection to Desiree, who just randomly flipped. Hard story to tell. That's true. Um, she did get pretty ignored in an episode where she won individual immunity, which is something that often knocks out big winning contenders uh so yeah that definitely made me knock down chelsea a few spots on my list from like ninth to or 11th to 10th because desiree left so yeah are you still there i am still here and um no i agree with that assessment to me it's just like it's so clear she's leaving next week if she doesn't i'll be very very surprised yeah the chelsea townsend surprise super weird winners edit is going to be full swing yeah and i think like it's also extremely on the table that not only does she leave in this weird twist but she leaves like in this weird twist due to an idol or something like i really do think like she could get that like double whammy like double fucked by weird twists or something Mm -hmm. thing and like she's not captivating enough to bother telling the story it'll be confusing they'd rather have kellen talk for her so 
Yep, I agree with that. Um, okay, so other than that, I mean, I guess the very best spot I could see her coming is the second boot in the uh, tribe council. Uh, but I guess realistically, she could live one more vote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's about it. I just don't see, like, this is such a perfect fit for her edit. Like, I don't get where she fits in if she doesn't go. Yeah, like I if I if you told me 8 episodes ago that there was going to be a this twist was going to happen, I would have been like, okay, Chelsea's making it there. Yeah, yeah, her edits felt that way for so for long. a long time. Like I thought she was going to quit, but I guess she just gets screwed. <laughs> Maybe she quits during it, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> She's she's a very like, like maybe the story is just she's she's a very much a stickler for traditional survivor gameplay. Um, yeah, and they propose this twist, and she's like, you know what? I'm a pure purist. I'm out. I'm old school. Yeah, I'm an old school player. I'm, I was supposed to be on Cambodia. Um, <laughs> I was supposed to be a pre-merge in Cambodia later. She's gonna come back for old school versus new school. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, this is the next one that's super important, I think. Uh, yes. Your boy Dominic, who I have been perhaps very stubbornly discounting for most of this season. For sure, season, yeah. Might be my number one now. <laughs> very close, and I'm embarrassed. God dang like, it. Like I, I don't know if it's something to be embarrassed about. I think he's not my number one, maybe because I'm just so stubborn on someone else but yeah it all yeah, like, sort of fits together and uh... so okay so on my so on my chart i still have wendell number one okay but i feel like if i'm playing with my gut as survivor tells me to listen <laughs> to both my head and my heart it's telling me Dom- dominic is the winner but if yeah. i just use my heart it's wendell you know what i mean like it's like if i depending on how i do it it's like but but our guts like casual viewers <laughs> Is that the thing? Like, maybe, maybe <laughs> that is the underlying story of uh, uh, someone's gonna make a winners edit, winners edit podcast, uh, <laughs> analyzing oh. our stories throughout. Um. <laughs> yeah, uh, this episode is super good for Dominic. Like, not only in just an edit sense, but I actually, like, like him. Like, I like how after Laurel and Desiree have their little spat in front of him, he just turns to Laurel and I was like, so, hey, how are you doing? <laughs> that was very funny. And him, the- like, sipping his coffee and... <sighs> this was my favorite episode for Dominic in terms of entertainment value. This was my favorite episode of him in terms of winter content. And I was seeing that last week, too. And that, to me, is a dangerous pattern, you know what I mean? Like... Last week, I was like, oh my god, the dude got to call playing under the radar. Like, he got a lot of content about not getting content. I'm like, oh no, that's a dangerous sign. And then this episode, he comes back. He's not super overexposed, but he's very calm, and he's cool, and he's like, he he has a good grasp on the situation. No one's coming for him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't come off as paranoid at all. He correctly reads the room. Uh, meanwhile, Wendell's like, nothing? Like, Wendell's like farming or something? Like, he's like in the background <laughs> of shots. It's like, oh no, what is happening? What is happening? Maybe we were fooled. Um, but is, is it just like post-merged out? Like, oh, I could be. What an awful time for this to happen. Right? Like, like I just, so you've been on the Wendell train longer than I have, like for number one contender. Um, but I just don't want to like both of us to be like, well, it's not Wendell anymore. And we like tank it in the last five episodes. Oh, it's, it's totally going to happen. <laughs> but I mean, okay. So I, I, before this episode, I kind of went and got some stats and there hasn't been a UTR post-merge episode for a winner since Natalie Anderson, um, which granted isn't too much time. 
but like not good. Like it's very rare for winners to be under the radar, like low visibility in the merge. Like yeah, very very rare. And Wendell yeah, and was think, relevant in this episode. Yeah, and there's a lot to like. I don't want to talk too much about it because there's so much to it for Wendell's sake. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as Dominic goes, a good episode. I'm trying to think back on what his faults are, and I look at episode five and I see his UTR one. That but... to me is worse than this. But Wendell, like, like him being invisible in that episode, basically, is really, really bad. Um, and Wendell, but like the the thing for me now is it's like Wendell's under the radars are really catching up. There's way too many of them at this point. Sure. Um. And granted, he was super visible the last two episodes, which is good, which is why I probably still put him number one. Mm, But it's really close. Um, I don't think, looking back at what episode five was, where it's this, like, send-off to the original Malolo 4 of all their positivity and such. Um, And then on Navidi's side, it was just that weird moment where... Chris won his pastries and him and Donathan bonded over their mothers. And I don't think it's that bad. The <sighs> other thing is, wait, maybe I should let you respond to that. No, 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 no. Go, go with that. The other thing is um, episode three in the recap. He's, no, it's episode four. Um, in the recap, he's sort of like, and Dominic was blind or was blindsided but like fooled and it wasn't a good look for him but like who remembers that other than me and and not only obviously gained traction and not only that but last season we had the recap constantly be like ben was a dictator and didn't fool anybody (laughs) like i think i'm ready at this point to be like eh, recap doesn't matter too much um yeah a lot of the reason people were hardcore on devin was he was getting um recap focus and um yeah i I feel like at this point they use it as doubt because they know people pay attention or pay attention to it and like desiree got weird recap focus last episode and that didn't pan out to anything Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know for me like this was such a good episode for dominic because it ultimately didn't really matter like he wasn't super important to this story like you i feel like you could have told the story of this story with wendell i feel like you could have told it with a lot of people um even just like kellen or you know what i mean like it could have been way different but it was really the story of dominic correctly reading everything and playing things so well mm-hmm. and no one noticing him and that's what he's yeah. been saying that after chris leaves that's how he'll play and he's doing it and i'm like oh my god they laid the groundwork for that and i might have completely not paid attention to him because he was super visible early maybe this is jeff prop's favorite winner of all time totally on oh, the table i think i think if he wins like jeff just adores him and i don't know why it's more likable than a rob per se but yeah i mean he's up there because like the big sticking point why dominic's not my number one is those super super visible first four episodes me too yep it's just it's just not a thing a winner has done and i know we're always looking for oh what if this is the season where trends are bucked but i don't know yeah, to me, it's, it's, that is a big, like, mm, I don't know. But the fact that my other main contender also has these, like, why is this happening? Why is he being ignored? Uh-huh. Is giving me scary Devin vibes. And maybe it's overcorrection, but I'm, like, at this point, I have it probably 60, or maybe 55, 45, Wendell over Dominic. And if this continues, it's gonna continue hard, I think. I, like, I have a lot of problems with Wendell's episode, but we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I don't have a whole lot to add. Um, it just scares me. I'm starting to like Dominic. I'm like, <laughs> like I, I, I like haven't really this season. Um, I'm like, oh no, oh no. 
He did get some weird reward challenge focus where he's like, Dominic can't keep the boat close enough to the cages. And yeah, then but I think he it's was like yeah. babbling about these decoy pieces. And I don't know, maybe it's just to make him as like a goofier, fun character. Well, um, mm, I don't know. I'm going to disagree with that there. Okay, well... He, he's the first one to correctly identify that there's fake pieces. Oh, that's a very smart way to put it. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, <laughs> like, that's a good way to show your winner is smart even if he doesn't win the challenge. Right, yeah, you're totally right. I don't know what the boat means then. Uh, I think he probably <laughs> was just bad at the boat. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> uh, not everything has a secret meaning. What is this? Um, like, that, that to me is one of those things, like, how do you not show that yeah, Wendell is clearly jumping, like, 15 feet to the... <laughs> and it's not, like, Wendell definitely had that as well. Like, Wendell forgot that bag of pieces mm-hmm, mm-hmm. back in episode six. Yeah, and, like, they're not going to um, cut out, like... Yeah. A, a fun challenge part like yeah yeah okay on to your boy donathan uh if he's that's not, okay he's not my boy um <laughs> there are people who are Holy hell, he's the, not on the donathan train so far and i'm just done i i have a lot of problems yeah i really <laughs> really don't think he's our winner he's that one who it's like i could wake up he could win and i'll be like dang it but realistically no, I'd be like this is bad you didn't do this right you could have done this better yeah like i feel like with like i almost should be really falling for this you know what i mean like i like i'm very close to like still at this point oh no no like like to be clear like i feel like i should be like they should be making me doubt like, and be like is oh, it donathan right. but they're not <laughs> like i bet they're doing enough for the most of the audience like most of the audience is like oh my gosh donathan's gonna make it to the end and he's gonna win and he's such a fun character i don't know i but... think he's he's too underdoggy you know what i mean like he's <laughs> for even like the general audience you mean or i think so yeah like i feel like the general audience is like there's no way this poor fella is gonna make it and then when he does it's, it's like he's tie you know what I mean? Like maybe not necess- yeah. not necessarily with the downfall, but like he's pre downfall, pre Scott's idol, which was brought up, Jason's idol, uh, which was brought up in this episode. Pre that tie, I think. Like really, is just like he's such a sweet boy, and he's nice, and he's friendly, and he says funny things sometimes, and he understands the game somewhat. Um, wow, wait, bless his heart, he's so nice. Wait, he's there at the end. I hope he wins. Oh, good shot. You've tried your best anyway, buddy. Like that's that's what I think the story is. I think my biggest issue with this episode is that so in episode two we saw Donathan stepped up to the plate. He was the hero. And then here in episode ten, he's the one who isn't picked in a schoolyard pick. Which I wish we could get some information on that. Um I guess the fact that we didn't makes me even less in Donathan's boat. But I think they could have tied this to him finding the idol as well. I agree. Like, Especially on a storyline of different types of strengths. Yeah, right? Like, he's like, I really thought I could have done a good job, but I was ignored. But guess what? I found an idol. I'm better than these people think I am. But he doesn't get that. You know what I mean? He gets nothing. He gets, I love my idol. Woohoo. Yeah. And I'm sure he said something. Like, I'm sure he had a confessional about not being picked. Oh, for sure. That thing bothers, that, that bothers people. It would bother me. I'm assuming Absolutely. I would be like, not only would it be like, okay, I'm a weak person, but like people just don't like me enough to want to go on a reward with me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Cause so. not, like, not only are you not picking him, you're not picking him with no chance of having this fun reward. Yeah. Like maybe he volunteered, but we didn't see it. And they've shown that in the case uh, of like David Wright, they will show it. Yeah. Um, I think if he were our winner, we would have got more in this. Yeah. And another thing that's really bad is that Michael narrates his idol find. <laughs> Yeah. Like, what is that with this season that, like, that is 
the thing that happens, unless you're Wendell or Dominic. Um, <laughs> like, my, Stephanie and Jenna narrate Michael's find, and then Michael narrates, um, uh, and then Michael narrates Donovan's find, and, like, like what's going on? <laughs> yeah, I'm just, he doesn't get, like, the position of power in the Donathan Laurel thing, oh, yeah. which I think, and I think a lot of people are like, oh, Donathan and Laurel are gonna go their separate ways, which I don't necessarily see that. I think they're pretty strongly tied together. Like, I don't think Donathan and Laurel have that conversation where Donathan's like, oh, are you into Desiree's plan? And Laurel's like, I'm not really into it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It felt felt very genuine. And I I do think there's a very strong chance that they do break up down the line and like maybe that's why we get like because like i think there are some like mysteries to donathan's edit like why is he shown talking to chris and being like you know laurel wants to be with dominic but i don't know if i like dominic i like chris um like i do think there is the setup for donathan flipping uh but i can't imagine it's anytime soon like i imagine it is like if this is a story it's really down to the wire you know what i mean like it's really near the end that donathan chooses to go against laurel or something like that mm-hmm. i think i'm done with donathan me as well okay let's move on to jenna uh jenna the enigma uh didn't no not a whole episode. lot i mean she <laughs> flew on a helicopter with sebastian yeah um yeah that's all jenna did she got to call yeah. out desiree i guess um i think she could go i don't i i still episode. think she's my for new me, I'm, I'm still locked on she is there at least until sebastian and her things pay off um again because it has been framed as jenna playing him there's no reason to do that unless it's going to pay off in the future. Uh, so I really do think she still has plot armor. I'm still putting her in in the final six. Um, stubborn on this. <laughs> Once my winner pick and now my final six, final five boot pick. Maybe losing finalist pick. I really do think she is outliving most of these people. Um, because her huh. she has a story. She, has, uh, she still hasn't had her story of her becoming top dog yet. And I think that's going to happen before she goes. She has so many little things. If they don't pay off, I'm going to be specifically very mad. No one else is going to remember, but I'm going to be very mad. In <laughs> um, the preview, we saw her like call Donathan dumb, which that's not a good look. Like, I think everyone who's been against Donathan has gone. So Yeah, that's true. I hope she isn't doing that. But, uh, well, yeah. yeah. Previews aren't canon, Jenna, but... But, um, so hopefully that doesn't happen. I guess there is a possibility that it's like Sebastian and then Jenna or something like that. Like, I guess there is a chance she goes. It's okay. just, for me, Chelsea's such a lock that I can't see Jenna going because I feel like Chelsea is 100% going. And then I don't know who the second person is, but like it could be Sebastian. It could be Angela. I don't know why I clapped. Um, why not Jenna? Sebastian has to leave before Jenna. So that makes it mathematically impossible. Uh, okay. Because otherwise you would show... Sebastian just like saving Jenna but like it was like Jenna's using her feminine powers and dead weasel hair to manipulate Sebastian like I, there's no reason to show that if Sebastian like outlives her I don't think okay I think you're just gonna be mad I think no Jenna's way gonna go and you'll be like no terrible like, story like, if they present Jenna as the decoy boot I'm gonna be like mm, yeah nice try nice try and then I'm gonna cry <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. For me, she is all block for the final six. Okay. We'll see. I don't know. Because I do think she is the most visible Malolo. Again, all season, not what? the most visible. Okay. <laughs> she's the okay, least okay. visible I, I retract how I said that, but you know what I mean? Like, she's, like, I, I guess other than Michael. Her and Michael are the two, like, the, the heart of Malolo. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's Jenna and Michael, and then also Laurel and Jonathan, who are kind of Malolos, but not really. Like, Jenna is a locked Malolo. Still, why did she narrate Michael's idol find? 
because she's gonna outlive him. It's gonna happen. Just watch. Um, watch, listen. Watch as Jenna sweeps the nation and makes her like 50k or whatever you get for sixth place. What a crazy world we live in. Like, I should be the one, like, hardcore going to bat for Jenna. You were right. And you've, and you're you not trusting your gut. You're not <laughs> believing. You're, you're using your head too much. You got to let your heart talk to your head and then spew, spew out a result. Because um, I think Jenna, Jenna's a lock. Jenna's a lock to make it deep. Again, like, she has content oh, that, okay. like, this girl talks way too fast. This girl <laughs> is kind of boring. This girl's super weird. She wears overalls. There's no reason to give her this pre-merge story. Okay, this girl could be chill. Scene. she talks as someone who did the confessional transcripts this girl talks at like faster than me the fact that she's on the show is already shocking the fact that she's getting content is shocking she's making it super deep she's she's our ashley or ashley nolan maybe but i oh, don't yeah. think she's making oh, yeah. a finale then. she's better ashley she's ashley 2.0 we'll see we'll see okay <laughs> she's not she's not winning though i think i do think for like my face is really mean looking is gonna pay off at some point too because it's hilarious thing to put on the tv show so next up is our girl kellen uh the queen of navidi herself the navidi robot um i think kellen could go next week uh not a nah that'd be a big mistake you don't think she's gonna pull out that double vote when it's like you're voting two people out like uh, anyone could go fires on her she's like i'm gonna do something crazy maybe it is everyone gets two votes and kellen gets three votes and kellen like uh, schemes herself into going out i think it's totally on the table i hope so that'll be very fun uh but is there like legitimate fire on her though because like desiree like turned against her inexplicably like i don't even believe that like (laughs) anyone but desiree had this like harebrained idea to get yeah like i'm sure michael was down for it but like was immediately then like oh we can just get desiree out that's even (laughs) even better (laughs) um but as for how our episode went i don't think it was this is the episode that confirmed to me that she is like I was like, oh no, could she be the winner? And this episode confirmed, like, no way. Like, no way. No chance in hell. Um, no. And, yeah, Kevin that was, that Keller. got me. That was funny. That was a good line. That's, that's really good. She's, she's that might be why, person. that that single line might be why I kind of flipped my uh, read on her a little bit to, like, liking her a little bit. Because um, that was genuinely top-tier comedy. Um, I feel like we talked about her a lot. Um, the only things is, at this point, I don't think she can be a losing finalist, which I do think was something I was speculating for a long time this season. I do think she's just gonna blow up. Yeah, yeah, I don't see her making the... Yeah, I don't even think she'll make the final six. And I was, I like, very sure of that. I think Jenna is stealing her spot. <laughs> I, no. I don't think Helen goes next episode. I think she goes probably in that, oh, yeah. like, Lauren spot. Like That's coming up, seven. though. Yeah. Well, yeah. I after could see her leaving next episode, episode, episode after that. I don't think she's in the finale. Because I don't think it makes sense. It's hard to make a really messed up move. Unless it's something like Eric Reichenbach. And I, I don't see Kelly making that dumb of a move. I see her Stephen Fish backing more than, like, Eric Reichenbacking. Yeah. And speaking of Eric Reichenbach, I am going to bring him up later. Um, Spoilers. Okay. <laughs> We have been putting a lot of, like, oh, yeah. stay oh, yeah. tuned. We're learning foreshadowing. Like, we're like, um, oh, we're going It's probably bad <laughs> podcasting to be like, listen later. Uh, <laughs> we're going to say something really <laughs> boring now, but <laughs> wait 30 minutes. <laughs> it's the Survivor Game Changers approach. Uh, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. On to Laurel? Did we say everything I we should have said I don't think so. About I mean, we talked about her a lot. Like, this was a super important episode for her. Like, she malfunctioned, and I feel like she's going to continue to malfunction and misunderstand the world around her i think that is her story like and it's kind of interesting that like her divorce hasn't been brought up in a long time 
Um, I'm still wondering if that's going to play out mm-hmm. at all. I guess if, like, in the next episode, she does bring that up and is like, I was wrong, I was misguided, I need to break away from Navidi, uh, then I could see her being a losing finalist. Uh, that would almost make me think, like, she could turn it around because, like, she divorced from her husband and now she's divorcing from Oh, uh, yeah, I guess it's possible. Good it's possible. Especially, actually, that would tie in a lot to the Molo's best tribe of all time if she flips to the Molo's. Uh, actually, that's, yeah. watch for that. And, Maybe that explains why, uh, yep. it's like, ah, uh, is it Dominic or Wendell? Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, maybe it's, maybe it's our <laughs> awful third option. Um, oh, yeah, whatever. Let's go to Laurel. Um, huge episode for Laurel, right? Like, she's really front and center. And Yeah, um, yeah, it's the kind of yeah. content she uh, needs. For me, it's still, I guess I could see her winning still. But I feel like she's just been ignored too much in the pre-merge. Like, to me, she is the epitome of that uh, merged out character who rises. I think she's an obstacle for the winner. She's not. I don't even think she's going to make it to the end. Really? I don't know. She's Ooh. my number one. I just think... Okay. Who do you think was my number one? It wasn't oh, Dominic. Okay. I thought it was it's Wendell. obviously I thought not it was Wendell, Wendell anymore. Okay. No, no. I I think it's half like me wanting to hold on to something that is a slim chance. Uh, but also like it all fits. Okay. Together. Make your pitch. Make your pitch. Like in the same way, in the same way that people have forgotten about like Dominic being like blindsided and bamboozled in the pre-merge. I think a lot of people have forgotten that she was sort of under the radar in the pre-merge. And she got to explain it away. She was like, I've been playing an under-the-radar game. Um, she got to comment on Chris and how she could get rid of him when the time came. Um, and she's obviously just a front and center character now. I mean, by requirement, almost. So but. I think the thing for me is, I think the world's more fascinating than, like, I thought. Like, I really think she's a better character than I thought. I think they would have edited her more in the pre-merge if she was a winner. Um... I think I'm over getting tricked by the person who all of a sudden in the merge is the main character. Like Do- like Devin. You know what I mean? Like Devin is the epitome of that where he is like kind of important in the pre-merge. And I like, like there's clear edit manipulation going on to make him look better. Uh, but it's because he ends up being a major character, not a winner. Because I do think they want the winner to be, they don't want the winner to su- come out of nowhere and surprise the audience. Like, like, oh, by the way, I was a big player the whole time. I feel like they do like a consistent, they like, like a consistent narrative for the winner um i think she's like to me she's third still uh maybe with a little bit more win equity than before um but mostly just from wendell's dropping like i don't think dominic's didn't really rise and wendell's like and hers didn't really rise all that much it's just like this like huge wendell pool kind of spread between the two um yeah a lot of people think that her her mentioning like she needs to flip at the right point and then her continuing to not flip looks really bad i just i think it's okay because she's not mm. flipped yet when it would have been probably actively bad for her and maybe there will come a time where she can flip and it's really good for her, but I also don't think she needs. I disagree. I think she needs to flip if she's gonna win. Uh, not necessarily from like game logic, I, but like we need her being like, should I flip and then flip for her to be a legitimate winner contender to me because that has been her story. Um, hmm. and like honestly, like I feel like they could talk more about her being a triple threat. Like that comes up kind of in episode four, but that's it. Uh, she gets randomly ignored on the Morgan boot. I don't really get that. Um, I don't really get Donathan being shown as the spokesperson when at this point it's clear that Laurel is the more important one. Uh, to me, there's so many problems that I don't know if I can forgive. Uh, and to me, this is the first one. This is the first post Devin one where I'm like, I see what they're doing here. 
I think. Mm. And you don't believe? No, that's I think Wendell. Wendell, Wendell had a great premiere, right? Like, like ultimately, like. But no, he Devin didn't. Had he, a I okay mean, premiere. Uh, he did, but it was talking about Ryan for one, right? Like, it was talking about how close Ryan were, Ryan and him were. They were in a lockstep, right? That's his confessional. Um. But you knew that. He but he doesn't a, say like that in confessional. He says that stuff. just kind of on the beach. Um. And I think <sighs> we kind of gave the same excuse to Laurel that she didn't have a confessional. She didn't really talk that much, but. She did get shown and introduced as uh, Donathan's friend, so that's enough. We kind of got to learn about her through a camp talk, through somebody else. And I feel like at this point, it's clear that this is going to be a trick moving forward of them not introducing themselves, something else introducing them, like either camp life or something else. Like, say what people will about Michelle Fitzgerald and that she was very low visibility. Her first confessional is a winner confessional. Um, It is very much like, I'm a bartender. I learn how to navigate personalities. I know how to deal with people. My social games can help me win this game. And Wendell got that and Laurel didn't. Um, I would say in many ways Dominic got that. I do think that is super important, is that kind of opening introductory confessional. The story basically didn't bother to tell us who Laurel was until the second episode. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like that's a pretty standard introduction, but I don't yeah, think yeah, it's yeah. the only one. Like, I think Laurel's introduction makes a lot of sense. Like, where you see her talking to Donathan, who is going to be this positive character, and then you get a bit from her in the second mm-hmm. episode. No, I agree. Like, I think my biggest problem is, like, that I accepted, and I put her on my board right and then a couple more episodes she hides back and i'm like oh and then she comes back high visibility and then she hides again and i feel like if she was just a little bit more visible in the late pre-merge that i would buy her as a winner contender uh i I, okay as a top tier winner contender she's still my number three with not like one percent with like 20 percent you know i mean like she is definitely still a winner contender and Mm -hmm. that's why i i I agree with you in many ways um i just think the other people are just more likely yeah i i almost put dominic ahead of her like it's really close wait okay i mean yeah we'll get to wendell but yeah it's really close between yikes, those so i'm super close now. between wendell and dominic and, and you're super close between laurel and dominic yikes we should probably cut our losses <laughs> yeah. and just go with dominic <laughs> um because we've we've been doing a lot of like oh, yeah. laurel versus wendell which is a strange because they're not like against each other but they're not like the closest to yeah either. and like laurel it's shown weird, that she doesn't but... trust him but she hasn't really said that she doesn't mm-hmm. trust dominic so like that's kind of interesting yeah, I think, I'm trying to think what would sort of swerve Laurel on my winner ranking coming up. I mean, low yeah. visibility, obviously. If she's at UTR uh, ever again, I'm eliminating her. If she's even, oh, like, low sure. visibility ever again, I'm eliminating her. Like, she really is one of those characters who, like, I, I read somebody online talking about how Laurel is comparable to Michelle Fitzgerald because they're, like, equal visibility. Michelle Fitzgerald, after this episode, like, at episode, uh... We're at eight, right? Episode nine, episode eight, episode ten. Okay, after episode ten, 10 had 10. about like double to almost triple the amount of confessionals as Laurel. Um, so Laurel would essentially need like mm. thirty confessionals in the next episodes to even come close to Michelle Fitzgerald, who is a low visibility winner. Um, so to me, like, I, she really, really needs to be front and center for the rest of the season if she has any chance. Yeah, and I think she can't no, get like no. any negative like from other people. Like, she's the most easy on my board like, to eliminate by a decent margin. Oh, mm, I think Wendell could have a terrible 
next episode. True, 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 dead, true. He's, he's on the ropes, but I do think he's going to rebound. Uh, yeah, other than that, I don't have anything to add on Laurel. Um, I guess this was kind of no. not a great episode where she was effectively a rat. <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't yeah, portrayed It wasn't bad. portrayed as... Because you had it up against Desiree, who was yeah, just, like, yeah, flipping yeah. all of a sudden. And Laurel's like, this doesn't work for me. So, mm-hmm. of course, I'm going to yeah, like, one. Yeah, 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 that's fair. It is not good that I think... Mm, never mind. Yeah, it's, it's fine. She's a solid number three. Okay. Uh, next up is Michael, our perpetual underdog. Like, the he got in the recap, he was the bottom yeah. of the Malolo tribe. So, like, not just in the minority, but, like, at the bottom Poor of guy. the like, minority. <laughs> He can't get a footing. He's still my favorite. He's so... Oh, he's so good. He's the best. Um, I mean, good on him for, like, somehow surviving as a strong physical threat where you didn't have immunity, didn't have an idol, and, like, that's pretty good. But, I don't know, I was preparing for this recording, and I was like, okay, I keep saying... I keep getting to Michael and being like, I have not considered this guy a winner contender for so long, so I never have anything to say. Uh, so I was trying to think of things to, like, comment on, because I still don't think he's winning, but a lot of people do. It's just more of the same, like, he's obviously an important And he has character. been, right? Like, every episode... Effectively, he is the decoy boo. Yeah, but there's a lot of, like, little things that stick out, like the Gonzalez vote, him voting against It still sucks that he is the voice of the physical strength is more important, which is shown as the losing ideology, never a good sign to be on. Um, I'm still saying he could be a losing finalist, Uh, and no one else really, I think, is speculating that, so I could be crazy. Um, For me, it's like the possibilities are Jenna, Dominic, Michael... Wendell, I guess. To me, that's like the... And maybe Donathan. That's a lot of people, but I don't think so. I don't think Laurel could lose. Um, Maybe if she doesn't flip and then they're like, you didn't flip, why didn't you? But I guess that's a possibility. Uh, To me, it just seems like when Michael could get there and then maybe that's where... Like, I kind of hinted at this earlier that um, we might get to Final Tribal Council and somebody's going to be like, Malolo was the best tribe of all time. Come on, Malolo, vote for me. And then they don't. And I think that's possibility for Michael. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and like maybe... Um, he gets there and he's talking about how, like, he talks about the physical strength over and over again. And then maybe Wendell is like, yeah, but social strength is more important. And then everyone's like, yeah. And you get the happy music and the, the Ben uh, piano going as he's giving his speech. And everyone votes for Wendell, or whoever it is. <laughs> to me, it's totally on the table. I mean, I don't really know game logic-wise how how Michael makes it deep. Um, yeah. That's honestly my biggest barrier to really going all in on that, because I think he gets this edit almost no matter where he places from now on. Um, so, game logic, I'm like, I guess he could be a losing finalist, but he could also just leave. Not, I don't think he leaves next week. That doesn't make any sense to me. No. I think he either wins immunity or has an actual... Or Donathan plays it on him. And that's how... Um, Oh, true. But yeah, like, I feel like... So he's at least here for another, like, two more episodes. Um, But I think his cap is probably losing finalist. But I guess there's a world he wins that jury vote. Um, I think he absolutely wins. Like, I can't see him as a losing finalist. Which I guess is part, like, why I can't see him making it to the finals in the end. You can't see him winning either. He has this weird... Yeah. Yeah. Because he has this weird, like, contradiction where, yeah, he's super based in physical strength, but this game obviously also isn't about is that. seemingly not very good at challenges. Like, that does seem to be a... <laughs> well, that might just be, like, weird yeah, yeah, modern yeah, yeah. survivor but, like, challenges. Because he, I like, guess, won the yeah. reward challenge. Was he a super big part? Who knows? Um, yeah. I mean, he rode the boat. 
Uh, Sebastian's Sebastian. a fisherman. He should know how to use boats. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. For me, Michael, I guess he could win. Like, he's probably the one I would put, like, 1% or something on, like, just so I don't feel like a complete dummy. Uh, but it just seems like something's wrong, and it's always felt like something's wrong. Like, like... <laughs> Yeah. And it's hard to say what it was, because he's basically constantly been super complex and super positive, but, like, almost too much. Like, we almost only hear, like, underdoggy stuff about him, and I really do think they would just tell us more about him or something. Like, I feel like we would just get a different edit for this guy. Yeah, like, looking at my chart, he is the only person left who I've never given mm-hmm. a UTR to. Uh, last person was Chris, and so it feels weird. It definitely feels weird. Like, maybe that's just how Survivor is going to do it now. They're just not going to give low visibility i think it's super possible he is our malcolm like he is our robbed goddess fallen angel person who just doesn't quite make it oh well yeah i definitely think like everyone oh i'm gonna be so sad i'm gonna be devastated i'll be even sadder than when jenna leaves next week um because yeah he is by far my favorite thank you survivor for putting people who genuinely want to play and make every little memory of it like he got another moment like that in the reward challenge where he's like i'm so happy to be here um thank you all i hope we can strategize or whatever like that was very very nice and then everyone was like mm-hmm. well anything could happen at least kellen and... perceived it that way mm-hmm. well i think either chelsea yeah. or sebastian yeah. literally said that so uh other than that i mean let's move on to the boatman himself okay yeah it's, it's like, like jurassic, jurassic park. park i wish sebastian was on the show way more oh. good lord he's so funny uh yeah, but he must not, he's yeah. just not important. Like, even in a way that, like, I can't make sense of Chelsea or Jenna, um, Sebastian, he just literally doesn't fit into anything. Like, when was the last time he was in a strategy I don't think he's been in one in the entire season. Like, I really... <laughs> well, like, early on with, like... Chris even then, Dominic. he was just like, I, I think but Chris is a cool that's... dude. Mm. Actually, I guess you do have that yeah. scene where Wendell goes to him, and he's like, yo, I think we should vote at Chris. And Sebastian's like, eh... <laughs> So I guess maybe that's it. Um, I really do think he's going to leave in the double boot. I think it's going to be him and Chelsea. Mm. I just, so Chelsea's a lock. But then if Sebastian leaves with her, what is the crazy situation that... I think it's just like, maybe Dominic and Wendell flipped Malolo. They're done with Kellen. And Kellen wins immunity or something. I think that makes sense. Okay. For me, it's like, because why are you giving Sebastian this edit, who is clearly TV gold? You know what I mean? Like, this guy is being shafted. Because he, yeah. everything he says is hilarious. He could be Chris. You know what I mean? Like, he has Chris upside, I think. Um, and they just don't give it to him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah like he's just he's, goofier. Yeah. Like, not as iconic yeah. as Chris, but he's, he could fill yeah. that, like, comedic relief role every episode, which he was kind of doing for a little while, but only one confessional. Like, I feel like they could have upped his visibility. If he was going to be, like, an Aussie Malcolm or something, we would have got more, like, he's never even being mentioned sure. as like a threat or anything like the guy must just be doing nothing his only story is getting played by jenna so i think he's gonna get played by jenna somehow and get himself voted out or maybe get somebody else voted out like i think sebastian is the key for how how do chelsea and them leave i think sebastian is the key sebastian's gonna be stupid and mess it up i i don't know it's just so like not related to anything that's going on i can't see how he's like a weird key that mm-hmm. all mm-hmm Maybe it's just like, uh, he'll win challenges or something. Vote him out. I don't know. He could even just be idled out. You know what I mean? Like, for me, at the very least, what I'm going to say is he's not making the final six, which doesn't leave much room at all. You know what I mean? Like, there's a double boot next week, and then two more episodes, and then the final six. Yeah. So he's leaving very soon, and I think his story is super tied to Jenna. Um, And I think she wins. So basically, yeah. The whole whole season? season? (laughs) 
Okay. <laughs> so basically, I'm just factoring that they're going to be the final two because... Yeah. And the, and the jury's going to be like, she braided your hair, so we have to vote for him. Or vote for her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's all I have to add to this, Bastion. He's so funny, but... Okay. Missed opportunity editors. But maybe they are just giving, like... Maybe he just is, like, gold, like, every, like, five days. And they, they do air all his good content or something. I don't know. And now the, I guess, the main event. <laughs> <laughs> that UTR1 main event that is Wendell Not Holland. even a good UTR. Like, like it was really, like, he kind of looked kind of dumb in this episode. Like I don't know. Like, I just, like, I got halfway through the episode and I, like, record all, like, the sentences and stuff to get, like, the visibilities for my chart. And I just looked and I was like, Wendell's mm-hmm. not done anything this episode. Like, Wendell's not done anything this I know, episode. I kept what being like, happening? okay, so clearly he... something crazy is gonna happen after Tribal and he's gonna, he he must play his idol. Yeah, you know I mean, like, that must be how this is going or, ooh, no, maybe, maybe he figures it out that this is happening and he's the one who pulls the trigger. Oh, uh, no, oh, uh, where you are, where you at? <laughs> and it's just like... It's obviously an episode. Like, he is an important part of a scene. Like, Desiree is literally like, Wendell was there. He can confirm. And we Mm -hmm. just don't get anything. It is garbage. I think, so, what you said about no winners getting this sort of content for a while is a good point. I think it also, after the string of episodes he's gotten, it looks even worse. Like, he should have commented on him Mm -hmm. getting votes the night before. He was the decoy boot last Um, week. Like, this guy yeah. got votes and was presented as somebody who was like, gonna leave. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I don't know. It just... He's still on my winner contenders list because it was fantastic up until this point, but it was And, like, I feel like... Awful. This just makes and me I, think of all the times he said something that is blatantly wrong. And the show's been like, by the way, this is wrong. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no. Like, am I getting Brad Culpeppered? But it's Wendell. Like, how could that happen? He's been positive up to this point. Well, okay, so all season... Like, since episode one, I was like, oh, or whenever Dominic got the legacy advantage, like episode four, I guess. I was like, okay, Wendell's our winner. But, so Dominic's clearly our main character. He's our decoy. And what's going to happen? Dominic's going to play too big, get voted out. Uh, and then Wendell's going to grab that torch and be the big character uh, to the end. And now it's like, Dominic's not going anywhere anytime soon. And I was, mm-hmm. even up to last week. I was like, I think he could still leave next week. I think he could still leave next week. And at this point, I, don't, I think pencil Dominic in for the final six. And oh, for sure. Absolutely. That to me is the worst thing for Wendell because I can see the scenario where he gets there at the end and he gets micked. Mick from Survivor Samoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I could easily see the just... jury being like, how did you let Dominic make it here? This guy has his fake idol, he has his real idol, he's got his legacy advantage, he's got everything. How did you let him here? And Wendell is wrong. Like, mm-hmm. Wendell doesn't act. Like, we've been shown that Wendell's strategic game is not good over and over again. And maybe that's what happens is, like, yeah. they're just like, Wendell, you had no idea what was going on in this game. And he's like, no, but, like, like so Angela had to go. She was the biggest threat. And then everyone's like, ha, 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 ha. Like, I think he could just Spencer Bledsoe in Cambodia. Like, like that's my fear, is, like, we'll get an episode where it just, like, revealed that Wendell is the worst. Or Ken McNichol or something in, um, Millennials for Gen X. Like, like yeah. I think it's totally on the table that we get a scene of Wendell just testing somebody like Ken did. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't get it at this point. 
I think also like you can add into even though we got no content like him not taking a definite stance on the Desiree versus Laurel mm -hmm. thing is also part of that like what like he what are you doing I know a lot of people say like oh yeah he was super under the radar but he got he was shown a lot in scenes and stuff and, and I just don't think that means stuff like I always want it to mean stuff like back in Nicaragua like Kelly Shin got all these facial reactions and I was like oh my gosh they're doing something <laughs> really weird with her and she's gonna win and that obviously didn't happen and I just think you gotta and like the worst you gotta part for what it is, is. <clears throat> the main like if you're just gonna plot this episode on like the events what happens is Desiree goes to a group of people proposes a flip gets caught um Laurel rats on her so that happens Laurel rats on her so then Desiree figures out that she's been ratted on so Desiree goes back and lies in front of them to trick Wendell. And we don't hear what Wendell thinks about it. Like, that to me is terrible. Mm -hmm. It's not like if Dominic had been the one standing back there building the shelter or whatever, I would have been like, okay, I get why Wendell's going to be ignored because Dominic is front and center here. Wendell was front and center. Wendell's truth yeah. is what we were missing. We don't know if Wendell heard the whole story. And I don't get it. You know what I mean? Like, unless, I guess, if this was manufactured and, like, Wendell heard Desiree lying and they just didn't want it to be boring, but, like, I still don't get why you don't show that. I have I have no clue. It's and, just such a curveball. Like, we talked, I think there's some, like, we've talked about how all the, oh, Wendell's been shown to be wrong, that's okay in some ways. I think just mm -hmm. this is the worst I thing agree. that could happen to him. Like, to me, last week I was like, Wendell's 70%, maybe 80%. This week, I'm like, oh, God, I think I might be getting canned. And it, it could be doubt. This could be good doubt. But this is the kind of doubt that makes the casual audience not believe in him that very much. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, it, it's like good doubt in that it's surprising if he wins, but it's not good because it actively mm -hmm. hampered the story like i would rather have a good story than just be completely shocked. yeah and i mean i'm granted sometimes they do prefer the latter but um and i yeah. think maybe the worst thing is now i'm starting to see why he could lose um so we get all kind. so like all season we've got wendell cares a lot about this shelter you know what i mean like he's constantly shown building things he's constantly mm. being shown mm. making a living room he's making a kitchen he's making he's fishing he's you, you know what i thought of when you were like shelter like yeah brad decorating yep. and that's what i'm favorites. thinking and i'm thinking of ken fishing all the time i'm thinking of maybe he just gets to the end and maybe he's woo yeah i mean like maybe he brings dominic and they're like wendell did you even know what game was happening all you did was build the shelter like Okay, cool. We have a kitchen. Guess what, that buddy? The survival part of Survivor died ten seasons ago. You know, what I mean, like maybe that's what the different strengths is. Yeah, there's that line where Jenna's like, "Wendell's building yep. the shelter." And now again. I'm like, "Oh, I thought that was good content, but it is not." Like, ah, uh, I think honestly, even talking through it now, I'm lowering Wendell even more. Because like you can even talk about how so much of his premiere is revolving around how he made this transition to a mm -hmm. furniture designer and it's like what if he never just leaves the scope of furniture designer like you can totally see jenna especially after her desiree after talking at desiree today she could just be like you were just the furniture designer for this season you did and remember they were like hey anything. can you build me a chair ha 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 i've heard so much about like maybe that's what it is <laughs> Like, that is a consistent story in this season, is Wendell making stuff. The crab traps, the living room, Brad, Bradley misses, all the things Wendell built. Like, I, this, it terrifies me. 
because I think it is absolutely possible that we're in two episodes gonna get major strategy going on, like really important stuff, and Wendell is off doing something. Like even in this episode, he didn't hear because he was building something in the background. Like when Desiree like huh. was revealing wow. her fake stuff, like doing her performance, Wendell was in the background building something. Yeah, and to me that. Yeah, like... And, like, you've been there, like, 30 days, like... How can you tell stuff to build It keeps getting introduced, right? Like, and normally, (laughs) like, this stuff doesn't really come up too much. Like, Wendell built a like a stove or something as something was happening last week. And, like, I don't know. I'm scared that that's what we're gonna get is... It's the next Ken McNichol testing Will Wall that we're gonna get something ridiculous about Wendell's view of how people should build stuff or something. Yeah, I mean, like, it it scares me. (laughs) Like... Dominic is a construction supervisor, and that's his number one ally. Like, maybe that's... Like, we'll get, like, I love Dominic because he uses his hands, and he works hard, and that's the kind of person I like. And then everyone else is like, yeah, but we have personalities. And he's like, yeah, but Dominic works hard. I don't know. It terrifies me. I still have him number one very reluctantly. Um... I don't know. It's like, if Wendell's not winning, we have to rectify Wenshell. That's the thing, is the good, like, despite what we're saying, is the good, like the shell scene, still outweigh it. And and the birthday scene. But then again, Brad Culpepper got crying about Monica scene. Yeah, I think this can explain maybe why some people vote for him, but I don't think... Yeah, I could, like, if Wendell's getting there, he's not winning a unit in this vote. It's gonna be super close. Um, I do think that's so Mm -hmm. totally on the table. Um, Because, again, like... The happy birthday scene is on, unless that's like this dude got people to sing happy birthday to his girlfriend. He's so self-absorbed. All he cares about is shelter and his stupid girlfriend. <laughs> okay. Conspiracy theory. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we're going too um, far now. But basically, <laughs> for me, the reason he's still number one after just trashing him for like ten minutes uh, is the good stuff is still better. Like I still think he does have one of the best premieres ever, and I'm now noticing a downward trend. But like he's still in there strong enough that I still buy him as the most likely winner, but it's super close between him and Dominic at this point. Mm. I, I feel like after our talk, he's meshing with just a lot of losing finalists who, like Brad for one, but also some Chrissy, where like Chrissy was shown as sort of a positive force that you can easily see like, oh, Chrissy, good job, but oh, Wendell, good job, but Dominic. Yep. And I think better. there's a really good chance that they like, Maybe Wendell makes a really dumb decision and they're going to crucify him for it by bringing Dominic and it brings full circle his stupid Eric Reichenbach necklace. He wins the challenge at Final Mm. Four or whatever, brings Dominic, gives his immunity away to the person who's going to beat him. You know what I mean? Like, not literally, but... Or, like, maybe Dominic plays his idol soon, right? And then Wendell saves him with his idol or something. You know what I mean? Like, I think that is kind of being foreshadowed and it scares me. Yeah. It would be interesting. Definitely something to watch. Do not be surprised if next week we have him eliminated. Or number one again. Like, a hard number one. Mm-hmm. I think it could go either yeah, way. Yeah, um, yeah. You're totally right. Yeah, I think that's important. Okay, I think that's enough for uh, our boy. Uh, we got Yeah, we gotta talk about Desiree. So what do you think the purpose of Desiree's story is? Hmm. I don't know. Because, like we said, this mm-hmm. episode is very self-contained. Like... I never got the impression that Desiree was going to do this before, even the episode, because in the preview, she's like, yeah, I'm going to flip to Navidi, but, or flip to Malolo, but mm-hmm. then she flips against Kellen, who is absolutely, her, like, her number one ally, and it's just, I don't know what the purpose I don't of think Desiree really is. is. Um, I think they liked her, and I think that's pretty much it. Um, it's just these 11th place yeah. Desis who... 
can't really I think fit there into is the edit maybe that well. a point of like oh this is this is just uh, gonna go on a little bit of a minor conspiracy theory so maybe the reason kellen never really got shown having allies in the pre-merge is maybe they just one after another flip on her and then get voted out um and maybe that ties into the whole theme of t- hmm. flipping like timing your flip right um i think that's a possibility um the major sort of tenets yeah. of Desiree's story were getting a second chance and didn't matter. I think it was just a little personal story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't even like. I don't even know who she would vote for on the jury. Like, it's hard to say. Yeah, I thought like she was very entertaining in this episode. Like, she's pretty charismatic, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, I definitely enjoyed. I don't think oh, she made no, a good move no. in any sense. Like, like even flipping at this point, like. You still got four. I guess if you don't feel that close to Kellen, but you obviously are, oh, yeah. and you have Chelsea. So, like, wait, get a few more Malolos mm-hmm. out. Like, get Michael out. You don't want him going on an immunity run. And then be like, hey, Jenna, hey, Laurel, do you want to flip? Agree. And, um, I just and think... like, I don't know. It's hard to say what to take from her other than that. Um, yeah, I think she was just kind mm-hmm. of the payoff. Like, they probably just noticed a funny pattern with James and Desiree and gave her a little bit of a story for that. Yeah. Just like they gave other Desi a little bit of a story of not flipping on Joe to the point of getting herself voted out. Uh, so, yeah, that's I think that's Desiree. So, next that's up is Desiree. just winner contenders. We clearly are in Desiree at this point. Um, which, good on the editors, yeah. I guess. Um, we It's just a combination of Wendell, Laurel, Dominic. Uh, and we have them all in different spots, except for Dominic yeah. as a strong number two for both of us. Yeah, I could almost switch Dominic with Laurel at this point. And I, I don't could know. almost switch Dominic with Wendell. So maybe maybe coming out of this episode, we think Dominic's going to win. <laughs> and we're really not happy about it. Yeah. And yeah, I guess, like, good on the editors for having at least these three. But otherwise, it's just... You have vanished. Like, maybe there's okay, a world so, where Mike... Uh, wins or donathan but they're not good fun winners okay you're back okay cool okay Okay. oh did you well it would have caught that for me i'll just okay um so yeah um i think i guess that is officially what we're saying (laughs) like yeah, that's our episode for this time. I'm excited oh, yeah. for next time. Um, yeah, next episode. I think we've already called, like, next boot's going to be Chelsea plus, I'm going to say Sebastian. I just can't. Okay. I'm going okay. Chelsea Jenna. Get oh, Jenna no. out. What happened to you? <laughs> I still like Jenna, but yeah, she doesn't yeah, really fair. serve anything. And, um, okay, yeah. so, yeah, that's our show. Um, you can reach us. Our website is thewinnersedit.wordpress.com there's a contact form there you can type us some messages tell us why we're stupid tell us why we're smart whatever you want to do or you can email us directly at thewinneredit at gmail.com no s there uh s's are much easier to get in a, a email name uh leave a review on itunes that's important we hear uh we're on all major podcasting platforms so pocket casts google play music if we're not on one and you use that again email us we'll get it figured out uh it... thank you for like listening around that oh yeah though. no i guess that's, that's nice very very wonderful because <laughs> like if you're on episode 10 and you're just struggling with like listening on soundcloud like, yeah and yeah, i mean let it's us know. a little bit complicated to get things on other things but also it's hard to know what people listen to my friend showed me one the other day uh and i got it on there i can't remember what it's called so it could be there keep checking uh <laughs> tell your friends yeah. uh maybe they'll enjoy it uh obviously it's a it's a pretty niche uh podcast i guess uh in that very specific kind of group i think it's kind of fun um but yeah if someone's interested let them know we we read every comment we read everything mm-hmm. uh means a lot 
Um, thank you so much. If you want, you can follow me on Twitter at DannyKillsBees. I have really been dropping the ball on Twitter. I, I don't know. I've been getting followers. Um, I feel, and now I feel like like pressure you, to tweet well, and the pressure just I, I don't live up to pressure. You he did just say God of War, maybe the greatest game of all time. So you can tussle with him so over there. Definitely play that. God of War. Even if you only, you don't like video games and you only like Survivor or something, like, <laughs> go ahead and play it uh, via <laughs> PS4. Definitely. Definitely play it. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Oh, wow. Uh, peace out. Okay. Thanks for listening. Bye.